This is the Alan and Carly podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thursday, that's a Friday really because uh, we're not here tomorrow. I'll be back again on Monday. So you have an extra day to practice for Alpha Box, which is hopefully some great news. Your letter is E for Echo for Monday. E for what? See what I did there? No. For what? Get it? Echo? Oh. Anyway, let's move on. To be honest, you did get me the first eight times you did it to me <laughs> when we first started doing the show, uh, but now I'm finally catching on. Um, so, I want to give you the hardest answer. Mm, yep, here it is. Name me starting with the letter E, an Olympic athlete. Yeah, no chance. I don't know why Idris... Idris Elba, are you about to say? <laughs> yeah. Like the actor yeah. slash rapper? Oh, does he rap? He had a couple of bits with, um, oh, was it uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis on a song? And uh. yeah, did all sorts of random stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. No. Okay. Who we got? Think swimming. Think Emma. Ma- oh, Emma O'Driscoll. No, no, no. I said Olympic athlete. Oh, Olympic. Yeah. Well, there's still time, Emma. Emma um, McKeon. McKeon? Oh, she's McKeon. dating um, Cody Simpson. Oh, there you go. There was Emma a huge McKeon. love triangle there in the swimming world. Ah, well, her. That's the name. Emma McKeon. Is it McKeon? Is that how I say it? I don't know. I don't know. But just say that. We'll get what you mean. Right? Yep. Yeah. Perfect. And if we've mispronounced it and you mispronounce it, then it's on us. Yeah. We'll Not be you. fine with it. We'll be fine. Um, so, obviously, a straight day tomorrow. Big plans. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not going into that full chat. I'm in Bunbury, actually. I'm working. I'm yeah. doing Skyfest. So if you're in uh, Bunbury and you're enjoying the lovely weather, because I think it's going to look all right for uh, for tomorrow, um, come along and say hi. A normal day tomorrow doing normal things. Yeah. I'll, I'll be working. So normal for me, <laughs> technically. Um, but yeah, that's mm. that's my life tomorrow. I'm going to catch up my mum on Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Alan. <laughs> You normally get your mum good gifts. Have you got a gift waiting for her? I do. I do have some stuff from her. Uh, for her, sorry. What have you got? Oh, because you went away. I went away. Yeah, I got a couple of little Disney things that she'll like. Oh, nice. Um, also, I'm returning. She, um, See, I always thought I'm the cruise ship master because I like, you know, I've been on so many and I know yeah. what I'm doing. So I have like things like um, like the bag tags. I have these proper like metal ones that work and I've got these like magnets you put in your um, room so you can hang things up and take like, you know, maximize your storage space. But my mum gave me to borrow this like little kind of clothes hanger thing um, that you can put up in your room yeah. and it like legit was so good like it was so is good is it like a clothing rack no it's like a little hanger like it's like it, you put magnets on the roof hook it up there and then it's like you're just washing if you need to wash undies or socks or something I did a sh- couple of shirts on there for jeweler as well that's awesome but who has a magnetic roof so the metal roofs every kind of cruise cabin has a metal roof but oh, it doesn't so this look is metal. a cruising yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's for cruising, yeah. Wow. That is a great little hack, though. It's a great hack. Yeah. You know one thing that I am starting to consider, but I yep. think it's a bit extreme for travel, yep. is because um, we do a bit of travel, but we, we only have like two work shirts and we'll go places for like oh, a week would, or so. I would love more work shirts. Yeah. And I have like, one work shirt, by the way. Oh, well, for instance, when we go to like Caratha and all these really hot places, yeah. we're out and about, we're yep. sweating in these t-shirts, so I'll have you're to norm- wash them. You'll normally see on the last day, I've got those white sweat rings <laughs> pl- in places. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so I will wash it in. I've been, I just wash them in the hotel sink. Yeah. I don't normally, I normally get close to washing it or I'll wear a um, plain shirt with a jumper over it. Like if we're doing oh, it really, yeah. but not the hot places doesn't really help us. Well, the good thing is it dries quickly, it does. but I thought about investing in one of those portable washing machines. Have you seen I've these? I've seen them. Not cheap. Well, it depends on what site you go to. 
Oh. But then I think it's you probably do want to spend the money right. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Because it needs to be durable to do a good job. That's true. How big are they? Portable. So, like, I think they fold, I think they collapse in on themselves. Yeah, okay. But, yeah. Can we make work pay for that? If they want to give us a bloody shirt. <laughs> I think it'll be cheaper to get us another shirt, to be honest. I don't know. What? Every workplace I've ever worked, you never get enough uniforms. Never, never. The only one I ever got enough was the casino because, actually, no, that's no, not true. I'd had two. But they would do all the washing and stuff for you, so you would always no. be ready. Yeah, it was so good. Oh, that's great. Actually, they did that when I worked at Macca's back yeah. in the day. I wonder if they still do that. They'd wash your uniform at Macca's? Yep. You'd put it in a little basket at the end of your shift and off you'd go. That's good, because you don't want to bring that stinky stuff home. When I went to Subway, oh, it, was, it stunk. Yeah. Yeah, because I did all the bread baking. Oh, that would have been a nice smell, that, though. Nah, all the yeast gets bread. into your clothes, and your oh. clothes actually get heavier from it. It's not, yeah, not good, not good. Yeah. My well, skin, though, when I worked, because I used to do, I used to be on the fry station a lot. Yep. So when it was really busy, because I worked at a Macca's on the highway, so you'd be, yep. have, you'd literally have someone just on fries. And whenever I had just fries, I'd be like, oh, my skin is going to be terrible for the next week. Absolutely. Hanging over that greasy oil. But delicious. Delicious. Absolutely. Keen. I want fries now. Me too. Can we do that? Mm. You know what fries are good? I was telling you this off air the other day. Hungry Jack's. Uh, no, not Hungry Jacks. I like the Hungry Jacks chips. Um, with the barbecue sauce they do, they're quite good. But Domino's, they do these oven baked chips, but they put, um, they just started doing them with this cheese and you know how I love the fake cheese. Actually, Shelby would love them too. She loves the fake cheese like me. Oh, so good. Hmm. Anyway. Oh, at least now we figured out what our plans are for now. All right. (laughs) Enjoy the podcast. Talking the power outages happening across the state. And it got us thinking on 131060, what were you doing when the power went out? Uh, we shared one story from uh, someone on TikTok, Chloe, who uh, had the power go out while she was getting her wisdom teeth taken out. Oh, my out. God. And that was in Cal. That was recently, Chloe. Uh, <sighs> thoughts and prayers go out to you because it's scary enough being yeah. at the dentist, let alone <gasps> dentist in the dark. Dentist in the dark. Sounds that... like a terrible musical that I would not <laughs> want to see. Um, I had the power go out when I was in a movie cinema in Bunbury. Um, I was watching X-Men Dark Phoenix. Ironic. And I was so grateful that the movie cut out. <laughs> I was like, you What beauty. did everyone do? Well, I remember it was like me and my mate Renee, and we are just there, and we are like, I think it's going to turn back on. And then they, someone came in and was like, oh, no, the power's gone everywhere. And it was like literally a full power outage. So, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty wild. So you never got to see how it ends. Yeah, but you know what? I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty good. But 131060, we want to know, what were you doing when the power went out? Let's go to Caitlin in Bustleton. What happened to you? Um, I was heading to work one day and I was late and I work at uh, Boston Central. Uh-huh. And so there's only two toilets. I was like, okay, I'll go to the disabled one with the automatic door. Yep. I went in there, <gasps> waited for the door to shut, and then the power cut off. No. Oh, my God. No. Caitlin, how long and were I'm you like, in there for? Uh, yeah, about five minutes or so. Oh, thank God. And I was banging on the door. <laughs> help, help. <laughs> and then the cleaning lady, she was like a bit confused. She's like, you stuck in there? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, I'll go get some help. And I was stressing, so I'm you know, already late for work. And then I realized I could just uh, push the door open. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, that's so good. Oh my, I would totally do the same, same. thing, Caitlin. That's oh. so good. Thank you, Caitlin. Great story. <laughs> Stacy in Bunbury. Uh, what were you doing when the power went out? Well, me and my dad had heard about this cookbook that you could download that shows you how to make bombs. So we thought, oh, how funny would it be to look at that? And right in the middle, 
of downloading it, the power went out. Oh. And me and my dad were looking at each other. We're like, oh no, does the government know? Are they coming for us? <laughs> What's going on? Was it the we government? Were... No. Well, we we looked outside and everyone's power was out. Oh, and we were wow. like, oh, okay, good. It was, but we were very concerned for about 30 seconds there because we were definitely doing something a little bit dodgy. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm still not confirmed that it's wasn't the government. I think it was the government. <laughs> also, Stacey. Who knows? Thank you. <laughs> did you end up making that bomb, by the way? Probably. Uh, no, we were just more curious to see if we have the skill set to do it, which we do, which is scarier than anything else. <laughs> I agree, Stacy. <laughs> is it a good read? Is it a long book? Well, we never got the full book downloaded. Thank God. Oh, thank goodness. All right. Well, that's good. Thank you I very feel much, Stacy. safer after that. Me too. Wow. I am going to ask the website for it. I do want to know how to... No, Alan. Okay. <laughs> the fact that I even had to say that yep. is wild. I agree. <laughs> Alan and Carly. Naughty at 640. Now, this is where we get a little bit more risque on the show. And today, it's all about animals. In particular, an Australian marsupial. Carly. Oh, so it might be a little educational then. It's definitely going to be educational. Um, not sure if you're going to love this animal by the end of the chat. So, I'm going to read the first paragraph um, from this. <laughs> and then we'll just continue on from there. The sex life of a tiny Australian marsupial known as the, I hope I say this right, Antigenius, is pretty bizarre. But now it's mating season and it has got even stranger and darker, thanks to the introduction of cannibalism. <laughs> is this just since COVID? Because you know how people take up new things in COVID. Uh, well, no, I don't know if cannibalism is one of those things. But so this is a species on the east coast of Australia. Thank God. There's 15 different types of them. Uh, most of them are just, they kind of look like mice, to give you an idea. A little cute kind of mouse. Oh, yeah. So they're doing their own pest control. Almost. So what makes them different to your traditional kind of mouse and all types of other rodents, is they have the habit of mating so intensely each year that the male will drop dead by the end of it. That's one way to get rid of an F-boy. Absolutely. The marathon sessions can last for hours during their three-week breeding season, sometimes as long as 14 hours. Now, I think about the natural world, right, and sometimes it absolutely amazes me Mm -hmm evolution and certain animal instincts that certain animals have. How is that a default setting on this particular species, that they don't know when to stop because they will self-destruct? Oh, I think it's a, all males have that. <laughs> <laughs> we, our body just lets us down, unfortunately, just like it does with them. Um, so, yeah, 14 hours they'll be going for. But what's been happening uh, when the male, after the 14 hours, goes, oh, that's me. <clears throat> Then the female starts eating the male. Well, she doesn't want anything to go to waste. I think that's quite... She's tired too. Breakfast in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that so crazy? It's crazy, but it's nature, baby. That is nature. Some would say it's wild. I would love to see David Attenborough narrate this one, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's so... Hectic. So they only just found this. But imagine uh, going for a bushwalk and witnessing yeah. that. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Like, guys are not going anywhere. And then 14 hours later going, oh, my God. My guess is they probably don't keep them in zoos. No. 
No, I would, um, yeah, I'd watch that exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> so hectic. Well, anyway, just when, you know, Americans are always talking about how every animal in Australia is wild and crazy, um, talk to them about this one. <laughs> just another one to add to the list. Bang until you're dead. <laughs> That's how I want to go anyway, actually. Yeah, I feel like a, it's a, it's quite common in older men, isn't it? It is. Well, it's in my... Getting the heart rate too high. Absolutely. But 14 hours seems a bit long. Need to cut that in. Even I think I wouldn't survive that. (laughs) (laughs) Joining us in the studio is producer Shelby. A happy Thursday. I just forgot what day it was. No, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Now, Shelby, you just disclosed something to us off air, and I got to bring it on air. It's not that big of a deal. It's a huge deal. It's really not. I view you so such a drama of this. So crazy. So for this next seg- next segment, it requires you to flip a coin. And you literally looked at me and Alan said, how do I flip a coin? I've never done it before. Yep. And then I ran you through a demonstration and then you <laughs> threw the coin at me yep. and said, I can't do it. I can't do <laughs> it. It's a lot amazing. of pressure. Yours now, is really thought out to what I feel like we did as kids. How I, how I just am so baffled. I think of all the times I've flipped a coin, I'd be in a totally different world, have a different life if I didn't know how to flip a I coin. I literally did it for work at one point. At the casino with two up. Yes. Then why are we making me flip the coin? But anyway. You're a big girl now, Shelby. (laughs) Welcome to adulthood. Also, it's hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. (laughs) Now, I will say this, Shelby. Be careful because I have, I know that's a 50 cent coin too. (laughs) I have accidentally given myself a black eye from flipping a coin. So face back when you do it. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, we are doing it because we're doing this. Alan and Carly's One Minute to Win It. So, brand new segment. The way it's going to work is uh, producer Shelby's going to give us a topic. We've got a uh, song to prep, and we are each going to take an argument side, and we have a minute presentation to do all on the fly. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty much it, it's right? It's kind of like high school debating. Yeah, exactly. it's exactly that. That is exactly what it is. Yep. And the statement that we're going to be working from is one that I feel like you're going to have a really strong opinion on, Alan. Well, both okay. of you do, so it'll be interested to see who gets what. Yep. Statement is, cruises are the best form of travel. Oh, no, because nah. we've got very... I agree. <laughs> I mean, I strongly disagree, but then I might have to agree, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the whole coin oh, thing. Oh, God. All right. Okay. So... All right. We are... Alan, you are going to be heads. Okay. Carly, you're going to be tails. Okay. To so decide on which side we do. Okay, cool. All right. I'm flipping right, the coin. So Here we go. Oh flipping the coin. <laughs> oh my! She just threw it in the air, people. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It was flat. It was like a flying saucer. And it is tails. So, Carly, which side would you like to argue for? Cruising's the worst. <laughs> I've been waiting for this day. <laughs> well, we're going to hear our thoughts on it after this one. Let's get prepping. <laughs> Alan and Carly's one minute to win it. So, producer Shelby's is in the studio with us. If you just missed it, she gave us a topic. We need to do our prep because we are delivering an argument on either side of the statement. Today's is cruises are the best form of travel. I'm going to be playing the for that argument. And Carly's going to be doing the against that argument. Producer Shelby, you're judging. Thank you so much. Um, you always are. But <laughs> <laughs> this time it's more in official capacity. Now, uh, Carly, you won the toss. Yep. So you, I guess you decide who goes first. Me. <laughs> there it is. All right. So you've got one minute to give us your best okay, argument. Okay, now I've gone point for point. Okay. Well, right. let me know when you're ready and then we'll get started. Born ready. <laughs> okay. I was ready a long time ago. Here we go. Please 
only thing in a live vest is very uncomfortable. The constant stomach aches from overeating. Cruising is worse for the environment than flying. It's like living in a constant pot of jelly. You never get to relax and sit still. It's like being stuck inside a giant RSL and you can't fall off the side of a plane. You've got 42 seconds to keep going. Don't need it. No, no, you do. It's a minute. Oh, I have to use up the whole time? Yeah. Cruising is the worst. Cruising is the worst. Cruising is the worst. Cruising is the worst. <laughs> yeah, you got thir- is the worst. 30 seconds left. Um, man overboard. Ah! Seasickness. This <laughs> is turning into an interpretive performance. I think I mean, it's a long time. It is. Especially if you're on a cruise ship. <laughs> Longest minute of my life, I feel like I'm on a cruise ship. If I was on a cruise ship right now... I would not feel safe or stable. And cruises to end this are the worst! There it is. Okay, (laughs) interesting argument. That was the against uh, for why cruises are the best form of travel. And now here is your positive reasons why it is the best form of travel. Cruises are the best form of travel for so many reasons. Zip lines, casinos, it's like living in a city that is in the ocean. That is just amazing. Cocktails, free pizza. I have been on numerous cruises and there's a reason why I keep going back and it is because I am lazy. I like not having to actually do any work to travel somewhere, but I wake up every morning and I'm in a new destination. The buffet situation, the ocean view, you are always going to get an amazing sunset photo and also... Also, an amazing sunrise. Not that I'd ever know because I never need to wake up early and do anything because I'm on a cruise ship. They are affordable. I spent, where else can you spend $290 a night for two people to be fully fed, accommodation and travelling to not one, not two, but five different locations over 10 days. They have room service and Carly, for someone that has a fear of flying, this would totally take care of that. Cruises are the best form of travel. Come at me! Shelby, sorry, got a bit heated there. Uh, you really did. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> oh, wow, that's um, a lot to take in on both sides. I know, it's it's very neck and neck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Look, in my final decision, putting my personal feelings on the matter aside, I'm going to give this one to Alan. Yeah, That was a fantastic <laughs> argument. He used every minute. I didn't I need think I want to go on a cruise now. You're going to go on a cruise? That's now I want was. to. Oh, my God, I thought you hated cruising. I do. Damn it, he worked! <laughs> See you there. Should we do the show on a cruise ship maybe this Absolutely year? Absolutely not. That's a good idea. No. Alan and Carly go cruising. Get no. listeners on? No. I'll talk to the boss after this. And by the way, you don't have to sleep in a life jacket. You're the only person I know that's ever done yes, that. Yes, you do. You don't. You don't. You've got to be prepared. You don't even have to put it on when you're on Royal Caribbean. Mm. Bad for the scoliosis, though. <laughs> Alan predicts your pet's name. For the first time for 2024, I'm going to have a stab at trying to predict someone's pet's name with my psychic abilities. And playing this morning is Christy from Bunbury. Hello. Hello. How are you going? Doing well. Uh, Now, the way it works is I'm going to ask you three questions. From that, I'll kind of get a bit of a vibe on your pet situation. I'll throw five names at you. And in those five names, I will successfully predict your pet's name. Now, if for some random reason I don't pull that off, Carly's going to have a crack after. Okay, Christy? Okay, sounds good. I think it does sound good. Could agree mm. more. First question. Have you ever had your pet 
professionally groomed? No. Okay. Carly, have you? Um, yes. You definitely should st- keep going to a professional with what I've seen lately with Gus. You're dyeing your dog's hair now. No, I'm not. <laughs> Don't want that backlash. What is the first letter of your pet's name, Christy? O. O? Okay. Yes. Um, and is your pet a rescue or a pure breed? Uh, she's a mixed breed. Mixed breed. Okay. Mixed breed. All right. Now, this is where I start really going deep into my uh, psychic abilities. Um, (laughs) And this is also where Carly needs to pad for me as I uh, start really pondering some of the... I'm getting... I didn't get too much of uh, intuition, to be honest with you, Carly. Mm. But I'm beginning to... Okay. Yep. 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 The name just came out of me to nowhere. Yep. I like that. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. My eyes are rolling to the back of my head. You are. You're tapping a crystal against your forehead, Alan. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to do. Okay. I can I can see him in concentration. There's a light that's actually formed above his head, too. I hope that helps. Okay. I think I've... I think I've got it. Yeah, all right. Here we go. Christy, you sitting down? I am. I'm about to blow your mind. Here we go. Guess number one. Show me Olivia. No. Okay, interesting. Uh, Olive. Uh, No. Opal. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay, well, two more guesses left. And then judging from that laugh, I feel like I'm nowhere near. I'm going to (laughs) go... Aussie. No. But with an O. No. Damn it. You gave me a weird look then, Carly. No, because I thought you had it. Yeah, I thought I did too. Last guess. Got to make it a good one. Come on, Alan. You're cheering me on. I love that. Carly, feel free to cheer me on as well if you'd like. You got this, mate. You all sound a bit more sarcastic. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oreo. No, but that was a good guess. Really thought I had it then. Oh. Well, that's okay because Carly's going to redeem everything that you've just heard, and so Am it's not I? a total waste of time. Because Carly has a crack. Odie. Odie. Oh, nice try, but no, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, close enough is not good enough with this one. It really isn't. What is the name of your pet, Christy? OJ. OJ, what? like the juice? Like- uh, well, it's. Uh, yeah, sort of, but it's just after her brand. She's a pony, so. Oh, it's a pony. Oh, a pony. Oh, yeah. I was picturing a staffy. Yeah, I was getting a staffy as well. Oh, has your neighbour got a staffy called Odie? Maybe. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Must be the a pony. The next neighbour over. I think that's the first time we've tried with a pony. pony well, we know that ponies are no good for me. Well, anyway, Christy, have a good day. Give uh, OJ a carrot or orange juice. I don't know what oh. ponies eat. And uh, thank you so much for playing. Okay. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you. I went with OJ, the orange juice, as opposed to the uh, NFL <laughs> situation. We will move on from that, I reckon. <laughs> Hit breakfast with Alan and Carly. And Married at First Sight is back again tonight, 7.30 on Channel 9 and 9 now with a brand new season. And joining us is the expert from Married at First Sight, Mel Schilling. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you going? Doing well. You must be excited this when this finally gets to air after the months of uh, filming it and whatnot, and you go, yep, enjoy it, guys. <laughs> it's now your problem, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the great handover, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> now, Mel, I want to talk about a TikTok that's gone viral uh, from someone who has, I guess, exposed the audition process. We've spoken to you guys oh, yeah. numerous times about this over the years, things mm. like STI checks and things like that. I don't really think there's anything too controversial in no, there. No, no. No. Well, I mean, it's important, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you're going to be married to someone, you want to know what's going on in the health department. I mean, and this is also really about welfare and duty of care. You know, we're not going to match someone up with somebody who has health problems or criminal background or, you know, any of those things. So, you know, we, we take it pretty seriously. I was uh, looking at one thing. I think it was maybe an article that's come out from the back of that, talking about some of the rules behind the audition process. And one of them was that uh, people aren't allowed to have OnlyFans, which uh, um, was a huge uh, issue, well, not issue, but a huge topic of uh, conversation about two years ago. Look, I don't know. I'm certainly not involved in th- that level of screening. I wouldn't yeah. have a clue. But I've got to say, you know, we've had the issue of revenge porn come up, you know, in the show a couple of yeah. years ago. And you're going to see glimpses of that again. Oh, oh no. no. Really? Yes. yes. I'm sorry to say it's, oh. it's there in the mix. There is some really difficult to watch behavior and, you know, some, some tough consequences that people have to face. As a therapist and someone that really studies people's behavior, are you kind of mm. disappointed when you see this playing out or are you not surprised? Oh, I'm, I'm more than disappointed. I'm, I'm absolutely shocked, flabbergasted. It's disgusting behavior. Mm. It's, and maybe it has become a little normalized because, you know, so much of dating life is played out on our phones, you know, on screens these days. But, you know, whether, whether it's in real life or in the digital world, what we're talking about is disrespect and lack of consent. You know, these things are absolute deal breakers and are never okay in any relationship. No, God, no. Mm. No. Um, mm. So, so I mean, that's one uh, spoiler for what is to come on the season. There it is. Surely yes. some more wholesome stuff as well because, geez, I don't just yes. want that. Please. <laughs> what I absolutely love this season is that we've got some oldies. And I can call them yes. oldies because they're my they're my age. <laughs> so we've even got our oldest ever groom who is sixty four. Whoa! I love that. Well, last time we had an older person, she ended up just being a horn dog and kind of freaking <laughs> everyone out. So hopefully, we're not going down that same route. No, no, we're not. You're going to see some really beautiful dynamics in terms of sort of mentor-mentee type relationships develop. Mm. And just quickly, Mel, uh, on a personal level, how are you doing? You've very bravely uh, Mm. and very publicly shared your diagnosis of colon cancer. And I think this is going to help a lot of people. You've been very transparent on your symptoms and urging people Mm. to get checked. Where are you at with that journey? Thank you for asking. Um, I'm doing really well. So I've I'm about uh, almost six weeks post-op, so recovering really well. I'm about to move into the next phase, which is chemotherapy. So, you know, that's the next big challenge, of course. But I'm going to fight it, guys. I'm going to kick this thing right in the ass. Can I say ass? Absolutely. (laughs) And look, in terms of symptoms, I guess my message is, you know, listen to your body. If something feels wrong, don't ignore it. And, you know, if your doctor tries to minimise it or wash over it, don't take no for an answer because I did and I probably shouldn't have. Well, a very important message. And 
Mel, we're all thinking mm. of you for the next stage of your journey and we can't wait to see you Thank back you. in full health on our TV screens. Brilliant. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, guys. No, an absolute pleasure, Mel. Married at First Sight back again tonight, 7.30 on Channel 9 and 9 now. Thanks, Mel, for the chat. Thanks, guys. That was the Alan and Carly podcast. <laughs>